0: Hello my friends, this is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, I can still see. Sit back and relax and let's get started. So 33 years ago on this day, July 5th, I did something stupid. It was the day after obviously all of the fireworks on July 4th and it was a normal summer afternoon. My chore that I'd been assigned to by my dad had been to clean up the driveway of our house, which was full of all of the remnants of all of the fireworks that we'd set off. Now in a small town in North Louisiana, like, it's different than big cities, right? We can go buy all of the explosives that we want for July 4th. Like in the weeks preceding July 4th, if, this, if, you're, if you're from a smaller town, you get this. If you're from a bigger city, you may not be familiar with this phenomenon. But basically, all of these little kind of kind of uh, pop-up markets happen in the le- weeks leading up to, uh, to the 4th, where vendors and merchants come out and sell basically fireworks from Mexico and I guess probably some from China and it's not an insignificant amount of explosives that's available to the general populace I'm not sure if this like I love this back in the day this was like the coolest thing right as a as a boy like you're like man we can blow some stuff up and I certainly spent plenty of time trying to figure out how many different things I could blow up with the fireworks that were available and of course, we would also sneak down there and go buy them ourselves without our parents so that we would have our own little stash of explosives. Like just just bad all the way around. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, like how did we, how did we get through that without more, uh, more damage? And there certainly are a lot of children that are, that are injured and it's terrible. But this is where we were at in 1986, 87, somewhere in there. And my chore was, again, to go clean up the, uh, the driveway. So I'd just gotten back from the pool. we uh been swimming all day, and I decided, well, it's, I need to clean up the, uh, the driveway. So I go out there and start picking up all of the remnant fireworks. And as I'm picking them up, putting them in a the trash bag, I find some of the fireworks have not fully detonated. Specifically, there are some black cats, firecrackers. There is a box of what was basically like a Roman candle. If you're not familiar with this, it's like a flare. Basically, it's a flare gun. It's like the equivalent of a flare, like it shoots up in the air. It's it's different colors and things like that. But this was a box of Roman candles. It was kind of a square, kind of six by six cube of like 24 shots. And only about half of them had actually gone off. So I grabbed those and I, and I realized, wait a minute. Like, why am I going to throw these away? This will be cool. Like, nobody's around. I could, I could go, I could go blow these up. Now, remember, this is a 10 year old boy. So, what does that 10 year old boy do? He goes and gets some matches, some matches, easily accessible, and goes into the back of the yard. Now, we lived in a small town, very large yard, and in the back of our yard was a shed tool shed that my dad had all this stuff in where did I take these fireworks behind the shed of course why would I do that because I knew what I was doing was wrong and I wanted to keep it secret I take the uh I take the the fireworks out lay them all out in the back there and light off the first black cat boom okay that was kind of cool Do another one. Boom. Also cool. Oh, there's an anthill there. Some fire ants. Oh, man, I got these fire ants number. I'm going to put some black cats in that. Blow up the fire ant pile. Fortunately, no ants landed on me. Then I come to the Roman candle box. And I tear it open and I kind of deconstruct it to find the fuse. And find the fuse... Set it up. Get my matches out. Strike the match. Lean in. And light the fuse. And then nothing happens. Like I step back and like I'm looking at this like nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And to this day, I still don't know why I did the following action. Which was I walked forward and literally leaned over the box of Roman candles. And in that moment, boom, like an orange flare fired and hit me right in my left eye. Like and exploded, exploded in my face. I staggered back, holding my eye, and I distinctly remember the, the, the thought that I had, which was not Oh God, please let my eye be okay. It was, Oh God, please let me get away with the lie I'm going to tell. As I staggered back, the Roman candle box continued to fire the other 11 shots, some of them starting to hit the roof of the shed, and... And uh, and start to ricochet back down into the yard, which had which in the July summer heat was dry and started to catch on fire. So now the the yard around me is actually starting to catch on fire as I'm like stunned and struggling with the fact that now as I open my left eye, I can't really see out of it. It looks like smoky glass. I can see perfectly out of my right eye, but my left eye, it looks like it looks like 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 I'm looking through smoked glass. And in the middle of that, I can't actually see anything. Like there's a, there's like a, like a hole in my vision. And I start shifting my, like looking left eye, right eye, left eye, right eye to see like, is this, is it like, what's the difference? Like what's happening? And I, and I stomp out some of the fire that's happening in the yard. Fortunately, it didn't go into a complete blaze it burned up the entire yard, which I had seen happen before. My dad did set our yard on a fire a couple times. times. Um, but I just grabbed my, like covered my eye and started walking, like walking quickly back to the house without really any plan other than I've got to lie about this. I come in. First person I find is my mom. And I mumble something about falling and something exploding and my eye. And with zero question, she just basically just throws me in the car and drives me to the, uh, to the hospital, which in our small town was literally only like two minutes away. We get to the hospital and the doctor, Dr. Bell, who's our kind of our family doctor, is looking at things and trying to figure out what the hell' is going on and how this happened and I'm not really being clear about it and my dad shows up and there everything's just happening really really fast and they decide that they need to take me to Shreveport which is about an hour away uh, to see an actual like an actual eye doctor an eye specialist and so they load me in the so uh, so they, so they get me out of the bed and we start walking out of the hospital and my dad is just like totally puzzled. I can't like, he's just, what the hell? Like he's, he's thinking he's blaming himself. He thinks that maybe that somehow these fireworks had been smoldering from the night before. And when I was picking them up, they exploded. And he's just like walking and I'll never forget this. Like we're walking out of the hospital together and I'm got my eye. It's kind of patched up. They've got some, some kind of bandage over it. And, um, He's just like, what? Like, how did this happen? Like, what? Like, like he's finally like, did like, did you light one? And I'm like, yes. I just had to admit it. And he wasn't mad. He never said anything about it. Never got in trouble. Of course, in this moment, a parent is only hoping that their child's eye is not put out. They load me in the back of the car. I head up to Shreveport. I meet this doctor about 90 minutes later and he puts me in this apparatus and he looks at my eye and he gets this swab and he I'll never forget this either. He kind of looked at me real quickly and then kind of just focused on something and then he reached forward and then just like swabbed my eye really quickly and all of a sudden I could see. All of the, all of the smoky glass effect was gone. I could just see perfectly and I was like, oh, like perfect. I can go home. Like, thank you. Like I'm okay. And they said, no, your retina was, was, had, had, had a, like a rupture in it and it, it had bled. And so if you move or hit anything, it could bleed again and you could be blind. And so the penalty that I had to pay was, no, you're not going anywhere. You're actually going to stay here in bed and you can't move for three days. Also, you can't move for three days and because we're going to patch up your left eye, we also have to patch up your right eye. So basically, you're going to be in bed for three days and blind. Like, and you can't move, you can't get up, you can get up to go to the bathroom. Other than that, you're sitting still for three days. Which, for a 10-year-old, right, is is a is a big tall is a tall order. And so that's what happened. I spent three days in the hospital. The only time, knock on wood, that I've spent time in the hospital since then. And uh and then fortunately was able to come out of that relatively unscathed. Still have really good vision. Always had really good vision. But I had to revisit this today just given that it's kind of the anniversary and I can't make it through a July 5th without remembering this and usually getting reminded by my dad or my family about it and I started to think about what really happened that day and how that plays out today and you know god god taught me a lesson that day and I think it's it's one of those pivotal moments you know those traumatic events that happen in all of our lives that we can either look at it and they can either be something that continues to hurt us, that continues to create fear or it's something that can continue to pay dividends in the terms of the lessons that it can deliver. What I got today was that I need to be on my knees thanking God today. Today. In the fact that even though I was operating and seeking to hide, operate from a place of hiding and secrecy, that even though I was, I was seeking to hide, he protected my sight. He protected me. God taught me a lesson while protecting my sight. What's the lesson? Activities in secret never serve us. The truth will always be revealed. And yet, even in those secret places, God is protecting us. There's so much grace. There's so much grace that has been dealt to us that we. It is hard for our human minds, the limitations of our human minds to totally fathom the amount of grace that's been delivered to us regardless of anything that you've been through. Like this is minor. There's been people that have been through things that are, are you know horrific and yet they still find that there is grace within that. There's a song that I discovered recently called Blinded by... His grace. And that's kind of what was happening that day. Like I was blinded by his grace. In the three days that I spent in the hospital blinded. My 10 year old mind wasn't able to wrap around this. My 10 year old mind frankly had no idea about him. Like I didn't really him. I didn't know him at that time. But I can look back on that now and I can see the lesson. And the lesson is that if I am finding myself in a place of secrecy, if I'm finding my place in a, in a, in a place of hiding, that I'm in a place that's not going to serve me. Not only is it not going to serve me, but it could lead to a place of permanent damage. One way or another, the truth will come out. And so I have a choice of either bringing the truth to the forefront or never going into the place of secrecy, hiding and lies. In fact, that is the core of the idea of the warrior's way, which is simply to stop lying. Stop lying and you could extend that to say stop hiding. Like that's part of the part of the reason behind this podcast. This podcast keeps me honest. This podcast means that I like I have to I'm constantly bringing what's going on, what's where I'm at, what's what's what my lessons are. Like, a, like a, it doesn't allow me to hide. It gives me a forum to be vulnerable, to practice the reps of being vulnerable. And so, I'd have you ask the question right now: Where in your life are you operating from a place of behind the shed? Where in your life are you operating from a place of secrets and lies? Are there things relative to your body that you are hiding from others? That could be addictions. It could be patterns and behaviors. It could be concerns or fears that you're not sharing. Are you hiding from God? Like There's no hiding from God. You may think that you're hiding from God. I thought I was hiding from my father too in the behind the shed. Fortunately, my heavenly father was there with me, and then secondly my fa- my earthly father was there with me not too long after, and both of them showed me grace. If you're hiding from God, have you considered there's there's no hiding. You have secrets in your marriage? Secrets in your relationship with your family or with those close to you? Secrets or lies that are currently creating cycles of guilt and shame in your own soul. It doesn't have to be that way. You can shine the light on those serpents and they don't stick around. They want, they they live, they love to live in the dark. They live in the hidden places, they live behind the shed. My marriage my marriage ultimately became truly secure when I realized that I had to tell my wife everything not just the things that had happened since we knew each other but she needed to know everything about my life ever like It's not enough to just not lie now. You have to be willing to shine the light on those secrets. I had secrets that I was holding. Nobody knew except some of my brothers in Wake Up Warrior. And I realized my wife needed to know those too. She's the one person on earth that didn't know things about me. Once I shun the light on those serpents, the marriage, my marriage became secure. How about your business? You got secrets there? Lies? Not telling the truth about the numbers? Not telling the truth about the deals? Not telling a truth about the way things are operating? Like it's only a matter of time before the fireworks explode in your face one way or another, the light will shine. We see this in, we see this in the business world all the time, right? How many scandals to have gone down where people thought that in their business, like nobody will ever find out. How about this college, uh, tuition scandal? Like hundreds of people, they all thought it was going to be stay secret forever. No way. Never does. You can, you can just go through the, 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 you know what is it the, like all the documentaries right there's so many documentaries around people trying to keep a secret in their business for years and the longer they kept that secret the more chaos and destruction happens when it finally comes out have you considered that there's a better path which is to just expose it now and you be the one that brings things forward God's always protecting us like I should have one eye instead of two right now. But in his grace, he decided to let me keep two. Perhaps so that I could recognize 33 years later what was I, what I was actually given and be able to tell that story to you right here on this podcast. Like no matter where you're at, no matter what secret, no matter what lies, no matter whatever. The serpents will tell you to keep it secret. And the stronger that compulsion to keep whatever that thing is secret secret should be the signal. The signal that it's time to put that into the light. And recognize that the grace that is available to you through people that love you, through your father, through your father in heaven, is a million times greater than whatever the depth of the secret or lies that you have happen to be. It is overwhelming. It can ha- it, the grace that is available there to handle it. So don't hide behind the shed anymore. I don't know what that one action for you today is, but there's something. There's something that's come up for you. I encourage you to have the the courage to shine the light on it or take one step and don't underestimate the grace of your family, your friends, and your Father in Heaven. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.